You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. We mark the end of the old year and the beginning of a new one with gratitude and thanksgiving for the breakthroughs and blessings that only God can provide. Be blessed by this message by Pastor Ariel Marquez. This is the second to the last service for this uh, year, and we are ending it with our uh, with a series break entitled "Grateful." And I believe that we have a lot of things that we can actually uh, be grateful to God for in this year. How many of you have some things that you actually can thank God for in 2013? Can you please raise your hand? All right, come on, give the Lord a hand for that. I believe that no matter what you've been through, no matter what you've gone through as a family, maybe as a nation, I believe that there's really a lot of things, not just some things, but a lot of things that we can actually thank God for. You know, um, during this coming, uh, during this season, I'm sure we've made a lot of lists. You've probably made a list of uh, friends that you want to give uh, gifts to. You've probably made a list of uh, things that you, maybe you want to receive for Christmas. You've probably made a list of things that you wanted to uh, uh, prepare uh, as a Noche Buena this coming uh, New Year. As uh, Pastor John has mentioned, maybe some of you are already making some list of New Year's resolution. Okay? How many of you still do New Year's resolution? Anybody here? How many of you resolved that you will never make any New Year's resolution uh, okay, in the past? All right. All right. Sabi ni Pastor John, no more to rice. So ako one rice na lang. One rice cooker. Okay, but anyway, so uh, we hope to. And there's a lot of lists that we're preparing as we end this year. But I believe that if there's one list that we need to prepare, it's a list of thanksgiving. You know, as I was just sitting down, it's, the, it's the, a day ago, uh, I was just just contemplating on what happened uh, this past year. And, you know, I believe that, you know, as I was sitting down, I already was able to write down about 20 things that I want to thank God for, uh, for 2013. You know, from the family to the, to the church, to you guys, okay? I mean, if you know that I'm grateful to God for you. Look at the person beside you. Uh, I thank God for each and every one of you, really. And, you know, uh, you know, I thank God for, uh, you know, my trips. I thank God for the church. I thank God for my job. I thank God for, the, you know, my, my children. In fact, I wrote yesterday, it's the 10th year anniversary of my, the death anniversary of my son, Jim. I thank God even for that, both positive and negative. How many of you know that we can actually look at things and realize that in all things, everybody say in all things, there's something that we can actually thank God for in those things. And, you know, as, as the year is almost done, I'm sure that every TV network, every radio station would probably, or maybe even the internet, would probably make a list of their summary for 2013, or maybe 2013's top 10 list. And I'm pretty sure that maybe about 70 to 80% of those are probably tragedies or disaster, earthquake here, uh, the war in Zamboanga, the super typhoon uh, Yolanda, Maybe some of you, if you have a child, you're, you're going to name that child Yolanda or whatever. Uh, but, you know, I believe that more than all the tragedy that happened this year is there are a lot of things that we can actually thank God for. In fact, I, uh, I posted on my Facebook, and I just basically asked a, uh, just a question for some of you who are my Facebook friends. I basically asked a question, what are you thankful to the Lord for in, in the year 2013? And I just put there, can you please share me some of your thoughts? And so these are some of the things that people wrote 
in response to the things that they are grateful for. And allow me to just read a few of them. I am thankful, there's one lady who said, I am thankful for a lot of things, family, friends, job, but I'm mostly thankful to God for giving me the grace to forgive. Baka na-offend tong taong to, no? Pero how many of you know that it takes a lot of grace to forgive? And how many of you know that even though we're offended, I, I like the perspective, that though she was offended maybe by another person, yet she was grateful for the fact that God gives us the grace so that we can actually release people in forgiveness. Another person said, everything, pastor, the air I breathe every day. How many of you are grateful for the air that you breathe? The air is free. Miralco is not, right? So, uh, and he said, and she said, good health, my family, my list is long, and I believe her. Another person said, the sun has not failed to rise in the morning. Wow, something to thank God for. Okay, another person wrote, I thank God for His grace because grace happens when I cannot do it anymore. Another person said, uh, thankful to God for allowing me to behold His power and glory in ordinary ways. Thankful for my and my wife's stress-free job. I like that. How many of you have a stress-free job? Anybody here? Come on now. All right. Or how many of you have a stressful job? I don't know. I don't know if you have a stress-free. I like. I like your shot. I don't know if you have a stress-free job or a stressful job. But I like this. I like a stress-free job here. Okay. Uh, another person says, "I thank the Lord for He's our provider, sustaining the needs of my family, and He is always on time." How many of you believe that? That God is always on time. He is never late. And this is what she wrote: "Minsan iniisip ko palang hindi ko pa ask." He already gives na. Ah. How many of you have things like that? In the Isipo Pala, you know, you're just thinking about the things that you want to ask. You're not even asking it, but yet God already provided for what you're supposed to ask. And that's how good our God is. And the list goes on and on and on. And let me just go and challenge you that, it, you know, as we end this year, go and sit down. And really just maybe have a cup of coffee with you and your spouse. And just go through the list. Or, or maybe you're single. How many of you are singles? Okay. Have a cup of coffee with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> and just ask the Lord. At least apat kayo, di ba? You're never alone with God. Okay, anyway. So, and just ask the Lord. Lord, there are a lot of things that we can actually, you know, thank God for. Good things, and sometimes even bad things, sometimes even tragedy, okay? And so, um, that's going to be our topic for this afternoon. I'd, I'd like to invite everyone to stand. We're going to be reading from the book of Psalm chapter 100, one of the more famous psalms in the Bible, Psalm chapter 100, only five verses for this particular psalm. Psalm 100, verse 1 to 5. In fact, this is so short. I'd like to invite everyone to read this out loud with me. Okay, would you do that? Ready? One, two, three. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues 
through all generations. This is a margin pray. Father, thank you so much for this afternoon. In fact, thank you so much, Lord God, for what you have done to us, what you've given us. Thank you for who you are, your character of being a God. You're so, such a good God. You're a benevolent God. A God who is never tiring of giving us your loving kindness. A God whose love is enduring. A God whose faithfulness lasts until all the generations. Father God, we thank you that even at this time, help us to have a great perspective on how it is to be grateful in everything that happens in our life. And as we end this year, God, we want to say thank you. Thank you so much for giving us your son Jesus to die on the cross for us so that we can live. And Lord, all the things that you've added with him, Lord God, the family, the friends, the stuff that we're enjoying. We thank you, Lord God, for our good health. We thank you, Lord God, for everything. We thank you for this church. Bless the preaching of your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may all be seated. Come on, give the Lord praise. Can we just give the Lord a hand this afternoon? You know, it's kind of odd sometimes to just find people that are really grateful. I think it's more natural for humans to complain more than thank. How many of you would agree with me on that? You know, it's easier for us to find something that's negative. It's easier for us to find something that's wrong with our house, something that's wrong with the road, something that's wrong with the traffic. It's easier for us to find something that's wrong with the government and just to blame things on others. It's easier for us to find something that's negative with what's happening around us. Instead of us looking for things that we can actually be thankful for. And last night I was actually uh, just praying for my daughters, my, my, my eight and my seven year old. And uh, Anna and Andrea, they were about to go to bed. And they're, they're grateful for the things that they've received over the, Christmas, over the Christmas season. And I was just asking them before we end the night, I said, so what are the things that you want to thank God for? And, you know, just quickly, my, my daughter Anna said, you know, I want to thank God for our trip to the U.S. And, and Andrea said, I want to thank God for the gifts and so on and so forth. So naturally, I found out that somehow... They have things to thank God for. But I actually gave them a list. I said, can you give me at least three things that you want to thank God for, each of you? No copying. And they ended at two. And I, so I helped them. I helped them, you know, what about this? And what about that? And what about Lola and Lola? And what about our, our dinner with the family? And so I just reminded them that there's a lot more things that we can actually thank God for more than what we think is worthy of gratitude. And sometimes I think that the reason why we can only thank God for is, you know, we thank God for our provision. How many of you are grateful to the Lord for your provision? How many of you are expectant for 2014 that more is coming? Come on out. More is coming. Praise God. And we thank the Lord for that, right? And we thank the Lord for what we have. But sometimes when we get to compare ourselves with others, it's just so hard to thank the Lord. You know, I, uh, I think it was the other day when uh, one of my younger daughters, again, approached me and uh, asked me, because uh, my, my eldest daughter, Bea, was arranging her room, so she was kind of fixing her room. It's, it's her vacation time, no work, and so she had the time to fix her room. And so she arranged some stuff, changed the table, and, you know, uh, 
rearrange her bed. And so, one of my younger daughters approached me and said, Daddy, when can I have a new bed? Very demanding. And I asked her, what's wrong with your bed? You know, I cannot arrange my bed because, you know, I've been sharing my bed with black. My sister, we have a queen-size bed, and I cannot arrange it anymore. It's just too tight. My room is too tight. I cannot pitch a tent beside it. You know, I want a single bed or maybe like a bunk bed. And, and I said, there's nothing wrong with your bed. And I gave her a... And I, I, I knew where she's coming from because she saw from her sister's room that, you know, they was able to arrange it nicely. And she's able to, you know, make it so cozy. And so she wants to have like a cozy room. And I gave her a perspective. I say, and I'm going to say, I said, Anna, imagine the people of Tacloban. I had to give her a perspective. Some of the kids in Tacloban don't have beds anymore. Some of them don't just have no beds. They have no more houses. And some of them lost their families already. And so she just looked at me and she stopped. And then she probably realized, "Ah, okay. And then she walked away. (laughs) Then this afternoon, on our way to church, she was flipping through Pinterest, through some home decors for girls. And she let me... she showed me a picture of a nice, dainty pink room for girls. And she told me, Daddy, um, this is a nice room with nice bed, but I just wish. I just wish, okay? I'm not asking, I just wish. I just wish if this is possible, but if not possible, okay. So I think she's getting it. Because many times, you know, I realize that if you look at that small child, and if you add maybe 30 more years, it's kind of like us. And you look at your stuff. You look at the things that you have. You look at the things that God blessed you with. Maybe your family, or maybe your job. And sometimes you compare your job with another person and say, my job sucks. Because, you know, this guy has a better job, or this guy has a bigger salary, or this guy's boss is nicer than my boss, because my boss is like the devil wears Prada, or something like that. (laughs) My boss is like the sister of the devil, or something like that. And so on and so forth. Then you look at your gadget, you have maybe a new iPhone 5, and then the iPhone 5S comes along, and now you see your office mate having the iPhone 5S, and suddenly your iPhone 5 is not nice anymore. I mean, it's perspective, right? But I hope that we can glean from the scriptures on how it is. What's the secret? How do we express our gratitude to the Lord? And actually, we can just go through the the verses of Psalm 100. And the first is, shout to the Lord, all the earth. Everybody say these words with me. Shout to the Lord, all the earth. The first expression of gratitude to the Lord is shouting. How many of you have shouted, you know, at least once in your life? And I don't know what the reason was, 
But there's an acceptable shout. I don't mean for you to shout at your neighbor or maybe shout at your wife or shout at your husband or shout at your kids. But the Bible says an expression of thanks is that we, are, we ought to shout for joy. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. In another translation, it says, make a joyful noise. How many of you normally make noise? When you make a noise, I don't, it's a joyful noise. Okay? So, shouting is actually an expression of gratitude to the Lord. In fact, if you look at the Hebrew word for shout, the Hebrew word is ruah. Or maybe, you know, I don't know if sometimes maybe the military people use this, ruah. It's actually a shout of victory or to raise a shout. To give a blast, to jubilant shouting. You know, just in, uh, you know, if you remember when, when the Lord spoke to Joshua and he said, For seven days you are to circle around the city, don't say anything. But on the last day, what, you, what was he to do? He was to shout. Because when you shout, it's a declaration of God's victory over our situation. Amen. When we shout, what we do is, Lord, I am declaring and I am, gra- I am, I am thankful for everything that you're doing in my life. It's a shout for joy. You know, how many of you, you know, you have a favorite team or maybe a favorite ball club or maybe in UAAP, okay? Your favorite school won the championship. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> I need to be careful here, okay? <laughs> Whether it's Ateneo or Lasalle, okay? Or UST or UP, okay? If your team suddenly wins a championship, how many of you will shout for joy for that? How many of you have shouted for joy when Manny Pacquiao won? Finally again, right? You know, we shout for joy. But that is, you know, when you shout, it's, it's a shout of victory. It's a shout of thanksgiving. It's a shout of, Lord, thank you. You know, it's not a shout of complain. It's not a shout of, what a life! I hate my life! Get me, Lord! You know, it's not like that. You know, there are people who's, who's like that. Every single day, they shout out of frustration, they shout out of complaints. But the Bible says, when you shout, you shout for joy to the Lord. And it's not even an individual uh, suggestion. It's actually a general command. It says, all the earth. All the earth. Christians or not, non-Christians, we are to shout. We are to raise up a banner. We are to shout a shout of victory to the earth. In fact, in Psalm chapter 8, verse 2, it says, from the lips of Children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. You know what? When you shout, shouting is actually a weapon against the enemy. When you shout, you're actually declaring war against the enemy. You know what? When you shout, the Bible says it silenced the foe. It silenced our enemies. But when we're silent, is the enemy who's shouting. So who you want to shout? You shout or the enemy shouting? Let's shout so that we can actually silence the enemy. Come on now. If the enemy comes to you and says to you that 2014 is a bad year for you, 2014 is not going to be a good year, 2014 is a year of sickness, it's a year of you know, uh, bad relationships, guess what? You just have to raise up a shout and say, no, my God has already won a victory for me at the cross of Calvary. You, you got to shout. You got you to, uh, uh, something like that. You got to, Find something from inside you and shout a shout of praise and shout a, joy, a joyous victory unto the Lord. You know, yesterday as I was going home from the office, 
my wife asked me to, to buy just a couple of things so that she can prepare dinner. Uh, we're having like salad last night, okay? Salad plus pork, okay? <laughs> so salad, you know, she's preparing like, uh, uh, what do you call that? Caesar salad. So she asked me if I can buy olive oil. And so from, from the office, I decided to drive the, the, the nearest Supermarket here was uh, Makali Supermarket, and there's no traffic yesterday, praise God. I kind of enjoy the streets of uh, the, the Commerce Avenue, there's no traffic. So I said, wow, no traffic. So I turned right and decided to park there right in front of Makali Supermarket, but lo and behold, I think all the cars were there already. <laughs> and so I had to wait, I waited, I got the ticket, but I had to wait a few minutes till I was able to enter the parking area. And so... When the cars started to move, I was slow in my pace because I was waiting. Again, you know, how many of you know that God gives us favor, right? When God gives us favor, even the parking spots will open in the name of Jesus, right? In Jesus' name, get out! So I was waiting, and I was waiting for uh, a parking space. And so as I was nearing Mercury Drug, Lo and behold, I saw to my left, uh, uh, left side, there's a man who's about to approach his vehicle. And so I put on the hazard. And so uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a signal that I'm waiting for this guy. And so he went on inside his vehicle. So what I did was, since I was stalling all the cars in the back, I had to move to the right side. So I moved forward and I moved back a bit. Can you imagine with me what's happening? Because the car is on the left, about to get out, so that I can actually move in. That was my plan. So I was already in hazard, and the cars passed me already to give way to the car that is about to leave the parking space. So the car left the parking space, and as I was about to turn, there's a black car who zipped right in front of me, and backed up. I said, Whoa! I wanted to shout for joy. I said, what what happened? I was here already. And so I, you know, the gentleman me, put down my window, looked at the guy, who was driving the black SUV. And I realized that it was a young man who was driving the black SUV. He's also doing the same thing, hazard. And so he, he says, I said to the guy, hey, I was supposed to be there. So I was controlling my shout, okay? <laughs> I know it's Christmas, it's very stressful, but I was controlling my voice. And so I didn't, I didn't do that, okay? I said, hey, I'm supposed to be there. So that was my my gesture. And the guy looked at me and smiled and opened his window. Hi, pastor! But since I was in the middle of the road, because I actually was turning towards that spot, 
and I was stalling. I said, it's okay. <laughs> and I had to pull up the window, and I had to drive out. And I decided to just drive out of the parking space and go to another grocery store. <laughs> I was hurt. And I went to the one in Danghari, okay? Now, as I was preparing last night for this message, lo and behold, I checked my FB. And there was a message. It was from this guy. <laughs> who stole my parking space. <laughs> and in that message, he was explaining that it was the guard who instructed him to wait until he gets the parking space. And he says, sorry for the misunderstanding, Pastor. God bless you, smiley, smiley. <clears throat> and I said, I want to I wanna just write down, how dare you? But I, I, didn't, I didn't write it down there. But I said, uh, it's okay, no problem. You know, I know that you know, you're probably here right now. <laughs> I love you, bro. <laughs> But you know how it is. He was a young guy, and there's a girl beside him. And so I said, you know, maybe, maybe they're having fun. Okay, maybe they didn't notice me there. But, but anyway, I decided to not shout at him, but I just shouted, "Thank you, Lord. I'm going to another grocery store." <laughs> and and I believe that God will always give us opportunities to express our anger, and not a lot of. Sometimes crime can actually be committed right there, just in front of parking spaces. It's a good thing that he doesn't have a gun uh, to end my life, okay? So, anyway, let's move on. In verse 2, how do we express our thankfulness to the Lord? It says, worship. Everybody say, worship. Worship the Lord with gladness. And when you talk about worship, more than singing songs, it's not just about singing songs to the Lord. It comes from the Greek word or Hebrew word abad. Everybody say abad. It means to work or to serve. So when you say worship, you know, Pastor John alluded to this uh, earlier, that when you talk about worship, worship is more than just singing praise and songs unto the Lord. It's actually doing everything else. In fact, in Romans chapter 12, the Bible says that uh, we are to offer our bodies as living sacrifice, which is our spiritual act of worship. Whatever it is that you're doing, guess what? You're worshiping unto the Lord. Later on, when you have dinner with your family, you are worshiping unto the Lord. When you worship the Lord, you're to worship the Lord with what? With gladness. Everybody say gladness. Look at the person beside you and smile at that person. Okay, You are to worship. You are to worship with gladness. With glad hearts. Right? And when you talk about gladness, it means with delight. With pleasure. When you go to work, maybe not tomorrow because it's holiday, but maybe when uh, you go to work on the, the second or maybe the third of January, guess what? You are to go to work with gladness, with joy in your face, and with joy in your hearts. You are to go to work with expectation. You go to work with, Lord, thank you that I have a job. You go to work with, Lord, thank you for my office mates. You go to work saying thank you for my boss. How many of you actually go to work like that? Konti lang, di ba? But you know, we're, we're to go to work with an eager expectation because God is the one who gave us. 
were to come before Him with joyful songs. And how many of you like singing? Even in the shower? pang shower lang talaga yung voices, di ba? But we are to come before Him with joyful songs. Because singing is connected with joyful shouting. That when you sing songs, you know, sometimes, you know, you catch a tune and you, you're, we're just grateful. When you're singing, it's an expression of thankfulness unto the Lord. Third, we're to know the Lord. The Bible says to know means to, to be aware, to notice, to learn, to realize, to recognize. We're to know what? We're to know that the Lord is good. How many of you would agree with me that God is good? God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. And God is good, why? Because God is a keeper of His promises. God is a God of covenant. There's nothing bad about the Lord. And no matter what we go through in life, no matter how bad your situation may be, it doesn't change the fact that God is good. You look at what happened to Tacloban, God is still good. You look at what happened to Zamboanga with the war there a few months ago, God is good. You see what ha- what's happening in our Senate, in our government, God is good. We're not to blame the Lord for the sins that we've committed. Amen. The nature, the character of God does not change. Yesterday, today, and forever, He is good. Amen. And, and that next, it is He who made us. God is the God of creation. How many of you are glad that God made you and me? And that we did not come from monkeys. Look at the person beside you. You were created. You tell that person, you were created. Can you tell the other person, you were fearfully and wonderfully made? Fearfully and wonderfully. Yeah. Diba? In Tagalog, ikaw ay nakakatakot. Diba? Kagimbal-gimbal. Diba? Fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, God fearfully, God took the time to create us from inside out. He's the God of creation. He, was, he took the time to start the universe. It wasn't a random thing. You know, don't believe the lie you know, in, our, in our school that we all came from a, an amoeba or a protozoan and then you became a uh, chimpanzee and then you grew into a, you know, there's a missing link or something like that. You're, you're, you're actually a product of God's imagination and love. God created you from scratch. He took the time to make you a masterpiece. If you look at the person beside you, there's no other nose that looks like that. That nose is unique. And that nose fits the person beside you. Praise God for that nose. That you don't have that nose. And that nose belongs to the person seated beside you, right? Because we have been made to be unique. God created us. It was not a big bang theory. You know, in the, in the beginning, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Bible didn't say, in the beginning, bang! <laughs> there, was, there was an author. There was an architect. There was a designer. There was a creator. And because of that, we are grateful. Because God knows our weaknesses. God knows your strength, and God will not allow you to go through life with more than what you can actually bear. That's by God's design. You can actually you know, be, be confident with the fact that God would only allow you to just be tempted 
not be tenant beyond what you can bear, but to just right at the right threshold. And lastly, we are His people. He is a God of compassion. He knows us. As I said earlier, you know, He, he made us and He knows our weakness. We can actually cry out to Him and the Bible says we are the sheep of His pasture. We're likened to be this guy. You know, and one time I was talking about sheep and I don't mean to offend anybody, but there was somebody who actually emailed me because I think this person was an animal activist and I happened to say that sheep are dumb and it was not a derogatory term because sheep are wonderful animals. How many of you agree with me on that? Okay? This is a cute thing. Okay? And the reason why we say that they're not smart is because they need a shepherd. They're highly dependent on a shepherd. And we are like that. The Bible says God created us. We are His people. And we are the sheep of His pasture. We need guidance. We need a daily uh, leading by the Lord Himself. Can you imagine if there's no shepherd, the sheep will scatter. If there's one sheep that says, bah, and then the sheep sees a cliff and decides to bah, jump, guess what? The other sheep would say, bah, come on, bah, jump. That's how they are. They follow one another. That's why there's a shepherd. And I believe that 2014, how many of you know that we need our shepherd for 2014? He needs... Yes, He will guide us. And, the, you, know, and you can just, just go and meditate on Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in what? In green pastures. Beside quiet waters, He restores my soul. And sometimes, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because what? Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Surely... I love that word. Surely. Okay? Surely. Oh, surely. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life. And He is our shepherd. He's the one who leads us. In verse 4, it says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. And how do you approach the Lord on a daily basis? Before you ask the Lord for anything, guess what? You are to approach the Lord with thanksgiving. And, you know, there's a picture of Solomon's temple. And you see there, there's a, an outer court. There's an inner court. And then there's the holy place. There's the brazen altar. The brazen altar is the one where, I think, uh, the, sorry, the, the brazen altar is the one where they uh, purify the priest. And then the, you see the molten sea and so on and so forth. And when you enter that, you are to enter the gates with thanksgiving. You know, for example, if you want to approach your dad and ask for your allowance for, for, for maybe for tomorrow, okay? You're not to demand, Dad, ang tagal mo naman magbigay ng allowance! And also, give me the car, you know? How many of you approach your dad like that? We don't normally approach our dad like that, right? Timing is key. Timing is everything. What you do is, you actually thank him first. Dad, thank you. Thank you because you're such a good dad. You're good-looking, just like me, you know. And so, you thank Him first for everything that you've gotten from Him. And then, you start asking, and by the way, you know, it's, it's tuition fee time again, and I need, you know, some money. 
would you be kind enough to buy me a new iPod mini and or whatever, okay, whatever it is you're asking. But you started off by thanking the Lord. And what's the reason why we can actually be overflowing in gratitude? And I want to end with this. Verse 5, it says, For the Lord is good. And this is the essential reason why we are to be grateful to the Lord. God is good. God is good. There's nothing wrong with Him. There's nothing bad about Him. God is good. That is the essential reason. And His love endures forever. This is the eternal reason. And how many of you are glad that God's love for us is always fresh every single day? You know, the Bible says in Lamentations, His mercy are new every morning. When you woke up today, guess what? The love and the mercy of God is fresh. It was not something stale that's a leftover from yesterday or last week. It's something that's new that God gives us. Something that's fresh. And the Bible says, His faithfulness continues through all generations. This is the enduring reason. You know, I'm grateful to the Lord because not only am I going to benefit from His love and from His goodness and faithfulness, but even my children and my children's children and my children after my children and so on and so forth, His love, His faithfulness will be enduring throughout all our generation. Amen. And that is a good, de- a good thing about the Lord. He secures us that up to a thousand generations. His love will be, will be felt by the children after us. And as I come to a close, my main, my main point is, we are grateful because what? He is faithful. Can we just read this out loud? One, two, three. We are grateful because He is faithful. We hope you were blessed by that message. On behalf of your Victory Alabang family, we wish you all a happy and fruitful new year. Thank you and stay connected.